Welcome to Talking Pest Management. This interview already happened in German, but we're going to do it in English again for you because it's very important. Normally in Talking Pest Management, we talk to pest managers, we talk to people that produce products for our industry, we talk to clients that have a pest control operator in place, but very seldom or never yet, we talk to somebody that objectively uh, audits the companies, hence a standard. So today with no other than Thomas Awa. Thomas is an uh, auditor and responsible for AIB, uh, the American Institute of Baking, which you all know because it's one of the most influential standards in our game. So enjoy. Okay, Thomas, welcome to Talking Press Management again, this time in English. Okay, thanks. Welcome. <laughs> so, Thomas, where are you based right now? I'm at home, so just preparing my holidays. So, um, after this interview, I have some office work to do, and then I will go on holiday for two weeks. So, yeah, that's nice. the last work before. So, so. <laughs> yeah, you deserve it. I mean, everybody that knows you and works with you knows that you travel a lot because you're responsible for quite a bit uh, within AIB. By the way, we're talking about AIB today. So, what are gonna, people are going to uh, be expecting? We're talking about the history, we're talking about future outlooks, about daily doings, and, and stuff that we can improve in the work with AIB with your customers and pests controllers so that's what what's to be expected from today but tell us something about you your history how did it uh, how did you uh, um, you know became become an AIB uh, employee and auditor okay yeah a bit of a funny story so I worked before uh, nearly 10 years for a large multinational dairy company and in my last position I was coordinating the AIB audits um, for this uh, company and yeah and i was based in, in france and um, and when i want would like to go back to to germany because my girlfriend and now my wife was living still in germany and after two and a half years uh, doing each weekend uh, yeah. the trip uh, we have been a bit upset with that and i said yeah. to the um, my aib contact the general manager i said hey do you have still a job in germany Do you search somebody? And he said, yes, when can you start? And is it a problem for your boss? And I said, no, I spoke with my boss. He's fine. So, okay, then uh, let's join. Then I had another short interview in the US uh, with some managers from AAB, but uh, was, a, let's say, a quite easygoing <laughs> hiring process. And now correct me if I'm wrong, but you are um, you're actively auditing. You're in the sites. You are responsible for Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and more. Yeah, it's... To say responsible, that's always a bit uh, perhaps too much, but I am doing audits in Germany, Switzerland, Austria, but also quite a lot in France. I have been last week mm -hmm. in Poland. Um, I'm doing one client, a dedicated client. I do it globally, his facility. So I'm going five. The, uh, before Corona or COVID, I went about five, six times a year to the US, uh, wow. once to Australia per year. So yeah, um, working more or less globally, um, but with a focus on Europe, that's yeah. for sure. So you, you've been working for how long with AIB? Uh, I am now my 14th year with AIB, so quite a while. Crazy. Yeah. Um, perhaps I, I say something about AIB because yeah. I know a lot of clients in Germany or Europe, uh, they say, who the hell is that? Uh, mm. We have never heard about that company. So yeah, AIB 
understand it before for American Institute of Baking, but since two years we say we are AIB, it's not an abbreviation anymore. Um, but I always say where we are coming from, it was the baking industry. Um, and yeah, we have been founded 100 years ago, 1919 in the US as a technological service provider for the food industry and baking industry. Mm -hmm. um, and we trained the bakers in the US and so on. And these clients asked then 1930, 1940, when the FDA started to do inspections, how can we get prepared for such inspections? And then we started the audit services uh, and helping the food industry to improve. And we uh, created our own standard. And it's not a GFSI recognized standard, but that's um, a decision why it's not done. Because uh, we are allowed to consult and uh, because it's our own standard. So we are giving the companies some recommendations uh, what they can do compared to a GFSI recognized standard like IFSBRC, where you're not allowed to do that. Uh -huh. That's the main difference. And only AIB can do AIB audit. So you can't get an AIB audit from another yes, yes, uh, company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's very specific. Yeah, that's a bit the, the history. And now we are um, more than 100 auditors uh, auditing in about 120 countries over the globe, helping uh, the food industry to improve, to ensure safe and healthy food. And that's our mission, uh, what we have. Mm -hmm. So what do you guess how many customers and customers, producers, logistic companies, etc. do you visit per year, roughly? Uh, roughly. I'm doing about 140 audit days a year. And if you say wow. an average, um, yeah, around about two days. So let's say between 70 and 80 facilities a year, uh, what I'm auditing. So quite a bit. Um, and it's, it's really, it's started i did raspberry crop in serbia till packaging suppliers uh, till uh, carton suppliers of food contact materials um yeah beverage industry dairy industry uh chocolate industry so quite baking for sure still a, a part distribution center so very broad a part where we are not auditing so much as the meat industry but otherwise we are really uh, doing the, the entire food chain so from fork to or from from to fork um, part so how does a typical audit look like uh, when you're in a let's say a big logistics site or a packaging company with with food contact uh, you you pop up at the side at eight in the morning and you know, you have a little greeting and how does, how do things progress from there on? Okay. So let's perhaps start a bit before. So um, there are three different ways uh, for the audit. It can be fully announced, announced to corporate or unannounced. Uh -huh. It's not AIB who takes the decision. That's the client. Mm -hmm. They say we want to have unannounced audits or announced to corporate. So imagine it's an unannounced audit. Then I show up and nobody knows the date. Um, I show up in the morning and I say, hi, it's Thomas Auer from AAB. I'm here for the unannounced inspection. Then we do a short greeting opening meeting, but really briefly, especially in an unannounced audit, because the target is to get as quick as possible or as soon as possible on, um, in the production area. 
during an announced audit, we take a bit more time for the opening meeting where we explain the standard, uh, where we we say about something about the rating and so on. Um, and then we go in the shop floor and it's a deep inspection in the shop floor and everybody who knows AIB, we have our flashlights, our spatula and mirrors uh, to go in the corners, to go on the knees, to, to crawl under, under a line and so on. It's really a detailed inspection. Therefore, normally we don't use the word audit. We say it's an inspection because it's really searching the problems to, to help the facility to improve. And that's, I think that's the, the mixture. Yeah, they get a score, they get a, they get a result uh, from the audit, but they get also the help to improve. And it's really important for us to say, we, we want to show you where you have problems and work on them before you come to a recall situation or crisis situation. That's the point um, where we are really focused on. Mm -hmm. So is it, I mean, if I am producing, let's say chips or anything, um, and I want to sell my product to somebody that probably in most of the cases requires me to have myself audited uh, via AIB. Is that, is that mostly the case? Like I sell to somebody and that somebody puts pressure on me to, you know. They are all different possibilities. So we have companies, they do it really voluntarily. It's ah. more to get prepared for their GFSI audit. Oh, yeah. um, in that way. Um, so the, the result stays really, I would say, confidential inside the company. Then we have clients where they have a large multinational and they say, we um, request that you're uh, having an AAB certificate. Uh -huh. um, so that's more or less, that's the, the two main drivers to why our clients are searching for AIB audits. So within the, the last years that you've done your job, um, did something change from the perception? I mean, did people always greet you with open arms and say, welcome, uh, Thomas, and we're glad you're here? I mean, obviously you're helping them, but um, yeah. criticism is not easily taken by anybody. So how, how does that feel? Honestly, I think in, in most of the companies, yeah, you're welcome. And uh, I did this week an audit and I failed the facility. So we mm. found an issue um, and still the audit went well and in a good atmosphere. And they say, okay, Thomas, you showed us where we have a weakness we need to improve. Yep. And that's not in all cases the point, but that's a very, I would say a very common thing. Um, we are going very often to facilities where uh, they have already been on a certain level because they are supplying to a multinational. Um, they, they are on an excellent level on, on BRC IFS audits and they search for more detailed physical inspections perhaps. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the point. So it's very seldom that we, I would say, we're going really to the, to the basic facilities, but also that happens. Uh, and yeah, I always say it's like I, I show you only a mirror. I give you a mirror and I show you what's happening and uh, I highlight that. And um, normally it's well received for sure. Some facilities are happy if you leave uh, and <laughs> if the audit is done. Uh, for some people it's always a stress situation for them. 
Yeah, I think it's it's a, probably always a cultural thing, right? I mean, in the end, it's good for you. And if you are, you know, uh, adult enough to understand that you are just helping, um, it does help a lot for everybody, for you know, you for the for the producer and also for the consumer in the end. So, yeah. Exactly. But this this is the point where people need to get this mindset yeah. that okay we fail perhaps the audit and very often I have in the opening meeting at the end, the CEO says, have a good audit. And I ask them, hey, what does it mean a good audit? And normally the answer is a high score. And I said to them, mm, perhaps we have an unsatisfactory and the conclusion of the audit will be, it was the best audit ever exactly. or best inspection ever because we found an issue which avoids that you have a crisis situation in the future. And right. then it wasn't a, a successful audit. I said, it would be a, a bad audit if you say uh, you get a high score, everybody is happy. And two weeks later, they have to do a recall because you missed something or there is a point yeah. which uh, was not seen. And, uh, and when you tell them that, they say, okay, You're right. That's that's that's, that's <laughs> better to figure that out today um, instead of having that later. <laughs> so um, let's start from the very beginning. Um, how, your point system. How does it be? How does it? Uh, how is it set together? And uh, how much is accounting for pest control with the 200 points? I know a lot of people want to find out uh, why it. Uh, you know why is that pest control is so important with an AIB, which obviously is one of the biggest topics. Okay. So it's a short question, but the, the answer yeah, will be long. <laughs> no problem. So our standard is built up uh, in five chapters, starting with operational methods and personal practices. Here we are having a look on reception controls, uh, metal detection, um, then storage of products, and also the personal handling. So rules about hygiene, hand washing, um, Health and health uh, questions. So, how do what do you do if you have an injury to to take a bandage and so on? Yeah. Um, that's the first chapter. The second chapter is maintenance for food safety. So here we are speaking about the maintenance of equipment, but also maintaining the building, the infrastructure, the outside areas to an appropriate level. So here we have a look about vegetation uh, along the building. Quite important for pest control. Building proving so that the building is well closed. So that's that's very important. Uh, then the third is short but important is cleaning practices, and then the fourth is integrated pest management. So pest control, um, and this is very important. And you see, it's a own chapter compared to other standard where it's only a sub. And the last is the adequacy of the prerequisite and food safety programs. Uh, you see quite a long name. Uh, it took me a while to get it in that speed uh, pronounced. So that's the program chapter uh, where we have a look on uh, HACCP, on food safety, on self-inspections and so on. And for uh, coming back to your question about the, the noting or the scoring. So, Each of the chapter has a worth of 200 points. Mm -hmm. So that's the full possible range, what gave at the end, the 1,000 points. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have um, different levels uh, what we, we are rating. So the first is minor issues where we don't have a risk for uh, contamination, where we say there's no potential for contamination. Then the next 
level is improvement needed with a potential for a contamination. The next is serious with a significant risk for the uh, contamination. And the last is the unsatisfactory with an imminent food safety risk. And uh, the rating system is based on one minor means 195, two minus 190, three minus 185, four and more 180. Um, if I say one, it doesn't mean one observation. It means one point in the, in the standard uh, is rated on that. So for example, in maintenance, you have a question about floor and the floor point can only be rated once, mm -hmm. even if you have multiple floor problems. Yes, um, and it's always these five point increments uh, what are used uh, for the scoring. So if some people start to negotiate do we get one point more as in a one point they can't give you because it's always five point increments. So after the minor, we came to the improvement needed starting with 175, 170, 165, 160, mm -hmm. uh, followed by the series with the significant risk from 155, 150, 145, 140. Um, and then the uh, unsatisfactory starting with 135 and there is theoretically no end but uh, if you have a look in maintenance for example the standard has the uh, 23 points so you can have theoretically 23 times an unsatisfactory would mean 23 times minus five points so we are not using the entire level from zero to 1000 but um only a part of it, but yeah, that's the scoring system. So you can't um, score negative. No, you can't score negative. Um, and the worst I had was something a, a little bit lower than 500, but this was really the, the worst facility I've ever seen with 22 unsatisfactory or something like that. Now, um, but the point is um, always the most severe is responsible for the scoring. So imagine we have in pest control two minors. So we say 190. Then, oh, we find another improvement needed. So it's automatically jumping to 175. And then we find a series. So it's 155. And oh, okay. at that, it's always the most severe who is responsible for the score. And that's important also for the uh, corrective actions because that means if you don't eliminate the unsatisfactory or the serious, but you do all the minus and improvement needed, you eliminate them, the score will stay the same. Mm -hmm. uh, that's quite important. And this helps because a lot of other standards you lose per questions, let's say four points or whatever percentage. And this makes it quite tough if you have, you can have one observation and you get a a quite bad score, um, which puts more pressure on the senior management. Yeah. There are some special rules about the scoring. Uh, the last chapter, the program chapter, can never be the best and so on. But honestly, these are the details uh, for, for later, let's say, for yeah. the advanced <laughs> uh, But here it's more... To, to get a bit these wordings and yeah. people have heard about an unsatisfactory or a serious that exactly. they know uh, what, what does it mean. Interesting. So um, you have quite a high percentage of points uh, for integrated pest management. Um, yes. So 
But that's that's not new. AIB did this for ages. So pest control always was imminent for AIB. How come and what what's the daily business with pest control and AIB sites and how did it evolve since you started working? Okay. I think the basis was coming a bit from the US because, yeah, we know in the southern part of the US, they have quite a lot of pests and problems with pests. And therefore, uh, that was a known chapter. And I think it's it's good that it's a known chapter because quite often it's, oh, yeah, it's subcontracted. It's a, a contractor who is doing that. We pay them more or less the best nothing. Uh, and he's doing the service and we don't care about it. And that's uh, very often the case in the first audit, if you come uh, and do that or a training inspection. But it's an important part and the facility needs to have people with a certain knowledge. And this is also part of our standard that they need to be internally trained people. They don't need to be a licensed pest controller, but they need to understand basic parts of pest control. And, uh, pest savvy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and that's important for us because even in, in Europe, you find issues with, with pests and uh, you have rodents, you have insects, perhaps not this exactly the same like in the US, but yeah, flower beetle activity in a flower mill or in a, in a bakery mm-hmm. is nothing what is completely unusual and you can say, oh, no, 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 never happened in our area. Um, so it's it's a good point and um, yeah, helps the people to work on this subject and t- to take it seriously and, 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 and to work on that. Um, a little word on your chapter is called Integrated Pest Management for a reason. I mean, um, and you, you also started uh, talking about the farm to fork uh, uh, um, strategy. And I think IPM and integrated pest management is in 2021 more vital and more, I don't know, uh, common topic than ever before. Um, you know, the, the classic pyramid, uh, the IPM pyramid with cultural, biological, mechanical, etc., means to solve the problem until the very peak, the chemical uh, one, which obviously pest controllers are uh, professional enough to be able to uh, use or make use of. Um, is the IPM pyramid and the the layering and the, let's say, uh, um, with the base part, with the cultural and hygienical uh, measurements to be taken before all the rest. Is this something that you see out there? Is this still being performed or is it sometimes a bit, you know, um, forgotten and people are only using the chemical solutions um, as a no, standard? No. Uh, it's, it's one of our parts. So we say... Uh, one of the starting point is to do a good self-inspection. So monthly to do an inspection of the entire facility to identify weaknesses and weaknesses in cleaning and pest control. And um, from that starting, you say, okay, we have identified there is cleaning issues or pest issues related with cleaning. And very often it's that. And we push the companies to, to start here um, to work on cleaning, to work on building proving, because if the building is not pest proof, um, we all know you can do a lot and they will come back uh, because they would and, uh, or it's a warm shelter. And that's, uh, that's important for them. Mm -hmm. But that's a a very important part for us, the cleaning perspective and not only saying we are fogging and we see that more and more, especially in Europe, 
that people go away from we fog every month or every six weeks uh, to, yeah, we clean de deeply. We do perhaps spot treatments, but the, 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 the big fumigation, uh, that's it's, it's getting less and less. Yeah, uh, and if it's done, it needs to be in line with very good cleaning and so on to, to reduce or to ensure the efficiency uh, of the um, of the products, and we are not against uh, the chemics. Uh, it's it's important to use them in line with label directions. Uh, that's that's really important, and uh, to use them clever as a help to um, against the, the insects or pests. But it's only the last bit before you need always to do a good cleaning Absolutely. because um, chemically without cleaning is useless. I think uh, historically it's, it's very interesting to, to us because, uh, you know, as uh, also um, with, with a great, with a big, big network, we see that IPM and the um, layers of IPM get more um, awareness in the last two or three years, um, which we find great because obviously it's, it's like, taking kind of taking out a fire but not completely always letting it burn a little bit um and uh, yeah basically ipm is the means of taking the problem by its roots and um you know sanitization or cultural things and like you know the bushes in front of a building etc building proofing the building as you said are the key areas where you can start and find a solution to a problem forever, basically, if you do it right. I mean, if we're talking about a big factory, you know, what is forever? But um, I have really surveyed that in the last couple of years, there has been a trend towards this. And I think it's a clever trend because in the end, everything is getting greener with the EU sporting towards uh, the Green Deal. So I think it will be clever to enforce all the powers that we as a pest control industry have uh, to ensure that you know even the chemics the last resort basically is not be you know taken off us or something in the near future but um yeah very interesting and uh, i think uh, you know ipm uh, is in focus for a rightful reason yeah for example we are using a, a method it's called ice it's a i standing for identification c for controlling and e for eliminating mm -hmm. so yeah we say we identify the problem so insect activity, bad cleaning, not proof building. Yeah. Then it's the controlling. Yeah, what can we do? We can clean, we can proof the building yeah. and so on. And then the elimination with we are using traps and perhaps uh, some insecticides. Uh, a point I'd like also to mention here is because that's very specific from AIB um, is that we are not allowing toxic bait inside the building. For oh, yeah, right. Buildings. Um, that's a very unique thing. And very often people say, oh, yeah, AIB don't like toxic because toxic and food doesn't work together. That's in a certain way correct, but it's only the second level. The first point is, why don't we like it? Because the rodent is gnawing on the toxic bait, is eating it, and is dying somewhere. And oh. it's somewhere. Because if the building is pest-proof, they don't find the way out, so they will die and decompose. And the worst, I say always, is if they die on a pallet of beverages, which is brought directly into the supermarket, and you're going in the evening to grab the last bag, and you say, oh, my God, there's a dead rodent, uh, that's, that might end in a big, big nightmare. 
And that's the reason why we don't like that. So we recommend mechanical traps, so seesaw traps, snap traps, whatever, uh, live traps, uh, what are available uh, on the market to work against them. Um, you could also use non-toxic bait, but we still don't recommend it because it's, again, the point. You saw some gnawings and then you need to get the mouse back to that place. And I always say, I am the big fan of the mechanical snap traps. They are coming, they get a nice welcome hit on the, on the shoulder and that's it. And they are here and not somewhere else. And that's really the important point and big advantage that you don't need to, to do other treatments or, or searching for them again, for sure. If you have found one, you need to find where it came in. Uh, are, are there more? You, you, you increase perhaps your traps and so on. But still, the one you had, it's here. And it's not you need to, to say, oh, I saw some gnawings. Now let's, let's search for it. Totally agreed. And we are not talking about if you have a huge infestation, you have different problems. You need to take exactly. care of your infestations, proofing, uh, chemical things, uh, everything, you know, trapping, everything. But... We are talking about, let's say, 80 to 90% of the companies which have their pest issues under control. So we are talking about a rodent here and there once it's a year. It's the monitoring, the monitoring. Monitoring, exactly. And you can monitor perfectly with a trap. Uh, obviously, you need to make sure that it's certified, um, you know, in a professional scheme, uh, which some traps already are. And you need to make sure that there are daily controls minimum um, for live catch traps, even higher than once per day. So this is a huge challenge, which obviously can be, uh, you know, with digital helpers, there can be a solution. I remember very clearly, um, you know, Oliver uh, in 2005 and six, he had an AIB audit with his company, uh, a service company here in Germany. And we had an AIB auditor and we had toxins in, in the side in 2004, five. And he said, no, no more, get rid of them. And we installed traps. And that was the beginning of our thinking, hmm, we could you know, trapping is so is, is combined with a big effort, you know, daily controls, and we could easily connect them with the internet, etc. And that was our thinking, you know, this is going to be huge. It's, it's obviously been a bit slower, but still the thinking is quite um, up to date and more and more people do it. So um, what is your, you know, current view of, of this process? Does it help? Is it a good means? Yeah, so I, I see more and more these mechanical traps with uh, digital connections. So it's get yeah, it's. I don't want to say it's everywhere, but it's more and more. No, because yeah, you have a twenty four seven control. You don't need an employee who walks around and he's when he is on holiday, you need somebody else and so on. And then he's forgetting a trap and so on. So this is more the trend. What what's clearly visible, uh, and. They are working quite efficiently. And as you know, um, there are now also traps available for the outside areas, exactly. uh, mechanical traps. And uh, recently I was in a facility and I asked them and they say, yeah, that's working. So we catch regularly a rodent with them. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's a reliable method. Um, still some pest control company don't believe on that. They still want to stick on their toxic because they think that's the best. Mm. But yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a cultural thing. If you have been a pest controller for 30 years and always using toxic, yeah. it's a mindset changing thing. Um, that is, is good. And it's, I think it's a little bit like 
you drove a, a gasoline car or benzene car forever, and now you 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 should drive a, a hybrid or electric car. It's not the easiest way, and you need to try it. You need you need to get your experience and so on, and and then you you get convinced, and um, that's that's a point I think, um, and. That's also your side from Futura where you can help people and say, yeah, we can give you figures what are experiences of some pest control companies that they are, they did a good job um, and, and they had a good success with that. Absolutely. Exactly that. I mean, um, the biggest success, I think, is always when people adapted naturally. You know, you... Uh, you don't need to force it onto them by a law or anything, um, as we, you know, you, you never did for your customers. You, you said you rightfully yourself, you know, choose whatever products you want. But these are more and more getting, uh, becoming a trend. And rightfully so, because people see the results. You know, they save costs. They have, instead of, I control the box once per day, it's controlled every literal second, which is, 100,000 something percent uh, in efficiency uh, uh, increase, which is crazy. You wouldn't get uh, such an increase in efficiency of control of something that's very imminent to be controlled in the very second, like a pest anywhere else. So um, I'm very proud actually that this uh, idea, which is over 15 years old now uh, becomes a trend, but I also see that. And we also see and can confirm uh, that, uh, that it's becoming a trend, but also with monitoring, which I find really, really interesting, which is also a new trend, I think, in the last four or five years that people begin to step back also because of regulations and law, obviously, to step back from <coughs> toxins for monitoring and go towards, let's say, synthetic monitoring products and something um, or traps, which I find always the best thing to use a trap instantly. Um, maybe in addition, a synthetic monitoring attractant or something. But um, I find that's an interesting trend because especially in outdoor areas where toxins have been used, if you were to use, um, let's say, a reptile perch with a predator bird um, against the rats and mice, uh, you know, predator birds can, you know, can eat a lot of mice and decrease the population measurably, even if you install these perches. Um, so this combined with the traps is a supernatural and part, partially digital uh, program which I find is becoming quite a cool trend and I, I gotta say I stand behind it I think it's a cool way of um, leveraging pest control and bringing it to the next era really right exactly yeah so what is the future for ARB I'm talking to a couple of other people and other standards like IFS etc and they're also I see a big change there. Um, the biggest trends are like in every other industry, you know, uh, sustainability and maybe digitization. Is it the same for IAB? Yeah, I would say um, it's it's important to have efficient measures uh, to control uh, the rodents or the pests and um, to find a way which is sustainable uh, is for sure a thing because that's important for the client and to, to find always this solution to to be yeah green but efficient so that that's th this is the compromise um uh, recently i was in a facility and that's the point they had some vegetation along the building and they said yeah but because it's defined as a natural protective area and do th th this is this uh, the point where we need to yeah. find the good compromise to say, yeah, 
I agree you should protect, we should protect our environment, but let's try to keep at least a 50 centimeter space yeah. vegetation free that you can, as pest controller, you can control it, that you have a visibility um, and to, to, to find this compromise and to, yeah. to, to, to discuss that with uh, uh, the green people from uh, from other organizations and they say oh everything needs to be protected environment but yeah it's also we need to protect our food and that's a very important point uh, because nobody wants to have rodent droppings and so on and uh, with all the risks and bacteria spread by rodents or insects uh, onto your food or baby food or medicine you know people always also ask or not oftentimes but i do get asked how i get along with you know um, being in pest control and killing uh, animals, you know, because mice are cute, etc. And which is true. And I, I would never go into the woods or into the rainforest and kill an animal just for fun. It is just as you said, Thomas, if they're in a bakery where I give my baby food, I give, you know, my grandmother medicine, um, I don't want a rodent. I love all animals, to be honest. Um, but you know, we can't accept cockroaches or, uh, you know, rodent droppings, as you said, with hunter virus and many other bacteria and viruses in this very site. So in this site, we need to take care of it. Exactly. In this site and around the site, uh, because... And around the site, yeah. Because we all know there are openings in the building. You need to get material in and out, even if it's the perfect pest-proof building. You have times where you get deliveries, um, where there might be a chance something could enter. But we need to reduce that to, to, a, to a controlled risk. And yeah. therefore, it's important that around the building, there is a limited uh, pressure on the building um, that they're coming. And that, that's, that's the objective, um, yeah, for, for safe uh, food. Yeah. So how's your work? Um, you, you're actually working in a triangle. Yeah. So, so you're working for a client, let's say a producer or something. But then a subcontractor, a pest controller, does the pest work, um, you know, monitoring, control, management, documentation. Um, how does the pest controller greet you? Again, the example, does he greet you with open arms? Um, what is the situation or is there any situation at all? Um, it's the first point is our clients is our key contact. So if the pest control company is coming, uh, I have that regularly that they're coming and showing the system or presenting or also from a training perspective, everything is fine. But I can't tell him you need to do that and that because I am not, uh, I have no business relations with him. I explain him why do we request an insurance certificate, a label of the product, the, the safety data sheets, and uh, to do certain things in a, in a certain way. What's the reasoning behind the stand? But our key contact is our client. They need to make sure that the pest controller is following that uh, these guidelines. So, but uh, you had all circumstances. I remember once uh, I was doing an the first audit and the pest controller was with me. Or he was always some steps behind me and I heard him. Oh, what a nonsense. No. no. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was always uh, not, not very happy with my comments and so on. And 
but he changed because the client imposed him or our client from both sides. Uh, he said uh, he impo imposed them to, to install mechanical traps and so on. And I think it was two years later, uh, he was again with me in the audit and I said, yeah, what do you think about the mechanical traps? Are they working? Oh yeah, they are good. But you need a client who takes also care about them, who uh, to, to, to be careful during cleaning that you don't hit them and so on. Uh, and I said, yeah, because I remember you were not so happy with my comments and he, he got a bit of red face and, and smile and uh, yeah. But it's, it's that way, I think. Uh, what I said before, if you worked for a long time period in a, in, in a certain way, and now uh, a young auditor, or at that time I was quite young, uh, auditor is coming and say, is saying, oh, yeah, you should do it differently. Um, that's not the nicest part. But yeah. I think it's you need to convince them and, and uh, we train them and we are doing also uh, training for pest control exactly. companies. So uh, I do that regularly uh, for some um, at a half a day, a training, a full day where we, yeah, explain our standard, where we, we show what what is important for us, what they can do. Also, we are learning uh, a bit what, what are new trends um, in your sector. So, mm -hmm. That's fine. And we do the same for companies. So we can do, we, we, we are doing customized training. So we can. Even digitally. From, even digitally, yeah, uh, remotely. So we start from, we can do a, a, a pest control training. We can do a, a hygiene training. We do food defense training. We do so many trainings. We, mm -hmm. And it's really up to the client uh, to define what they want to have. I do very often one-day training sessions uh, with starting about explaining the standard uh, shortly, then showing a lot of pictures, mostly bad ones. Mm -hmm. And then I go with groups um, in the facility, always five, six people mm -hmm. uh, inspecting two areas. Uh, and each area I, I ask two groups to go there. So that afterwards you can compare the pictures because each group is taking pictures and we have a look on them because I say that's your micro fine tuning. So you, you can see what has the other group seen. Have they identified the same issues? Others, do I need to, to let's say sharp my antennas more in, in another direction because I missed that. And I never get it to somebody personally and say, Hey, you need to do that. No, it's much more, Think for yourself, what did you find where you need to improve? And that works quite perfectly. And I get very good feedback about that. Um, and people like that if you discuss that and what they find. And yeah, it makes fun from my side. And it's also normally a bit of fun uh, for the facility uh, people to have a, a dedicated day to do that because a lot of times they speak about hygiene, food safety, pest control, and so on. But it's this, this okay, today that's our target and nothing else. And that, that, makes, that makes it very successful. And I can truly recommend it. I mean, um, as you know, our sister company, we're working with you uh, for ages, for years. Every year we've seen each other and did a training together mostly. Uh, if, if we could, if we managed to find the time and... In the end, obviously, 
at some time of day, um, you're going to find a spot where you didn't do everything perfect. But uh, listen, we're all adults. We're here to do something good for, um, you know, for human health and consumer health. Uh, so um, these blind spots to, to uh, you know, to check them and to, to spot them is our job and our duty. So um, criticism is never to be taken easy. But uh, I, I guess, you know, it, it's a win-win because it makes everybody better in the end. Um, so I absolutely can recommend these the trainings that you perform um, to everybody that's watching. Um, another question that I do have in, in terms of um, practical uh, work with a pest control company, um, I still remember times when I, uh, um, my parents worked in the industry. So my, my father always did the documentation on paper and then, you know, and ripped it off and, and put it into, you know, a compartment in, in, the, in, the, in the client. So how, what do you prefer? I mean, um, obviously anything is legal um, or acceptable, but um, I mean, if you log into a system and you can scroll through a big plan and you're, you know, you're known with the system and it's, I mean, it's, it's probably so much easier, isn't it? Because I know some people are still, no, 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 no digital technology for me. But is it, isn't it there just positive uh, arguments, uh, pro digital tools in that area, at least? No clear answer, no. <laughs> I had that this week uh, where they had a new computer and it didn't work everything. And so it was quite a nightmare to get oh, all there the information. Uh, but no, the point is, I don't mind. I, I have no problem with paper. I have no problem with digital. So everything yeah. is fine. Uh, the only thing is always think about what is if the server is down, if you have yeah technical problems to, to get the documentation. And this yeah. might end really be a, 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 a delicate situation in an audit. It's a one-day audit. And if you can't show the evidence that your pest control system is working, it's not a good situation for me because I, I can understand it's a technical problem and they should have all the things. But if you, the client can't show that, it's, it's not, the, not the best case. But yeah, theoretically, we are fine with everything, but it, it needs to be working, the redundant system or uh, whatever, secured. But yeah, generally... I agree. The digital ones are good. If you you have the map, you have the the point, the the let's say the rodent bait station. You have the technician who who controlled it. You click on the technician. You see the training certificates and his license. You click on the on the station and you you get the history of yes. the consumption and you get what uh, pesticide is inside. Uh, Safety data. Perfect. It's 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 really it's a good thing. Uh, but yeah. It's, it's important that it works properly. Uh, and then it's a big, big help for sure um, compared to, to paper flipping around. But that's also fine. Maybe also a combination, you know, having a, I mean, choose whatever you want to, obviously, as long as it's legal. But um, um, sometimes, you know, maybe it would make sense to have a convenient system, but then do a safety copy every here and, and then, and maybe do print out the last service report, which is always yeah. available as a PDF as well, printable. Um, so I think that's probably the best of both worlds to ensure that you always get the 200 points, right? <laughs> Good. So Thomas, yeah, sorry. I, I had a question and I, I yeah. thought about that. Do you see any new developments uh, where you would say, yeah, um, what 
could be also a point influence our standards to say, yeah, these are new technologies uh, which are coming. Take that into account in, in an update of your standard. Uh, is there anything else what you are working on um, at the moment or in the future? Yeah, so you probably know already most of the things that we are working on, but uh, I, I can see a couple of trends very clearly. So first of all, um, humaneness, um, using the humane products, um, which is driven by in Europe or worldwide, mainly by the by Germany, by the German Environmental Government Agency, Umweltbundesamt. And they, uh, there is an initiative which is called Nochero. And with Nochero, we are um, forming and testing traps and not just a snap trap, but all kinds of trap products and uh, solutions and assess them with the same complex uh, information as a rodenticide is tested, which is very costly and involves field testing, lab testing, humaneness testing is, and that's a big part. And um, I think in the next couple of years, this is going to set a trend because currently a trap is a trap. Everybody can use a trap of Amazon or a trap from a professional shop. Um, it's no difference. And I think in future, also like other standards, they will look onto, is that trap certified? Um, is the synthetic bait um, uh, certified and allergen-free? Allergen, uh, allergenes are a high topic in food industry, obviously. So that's a huge trend as well. And I do think that in the next uh, couple of years, um, the environmentalists um, and a large part of the professional industry are going to try to... Um, again, limit for good the uh, use of uh, chemicals because they fear that um, our industry, speaking for SIPA now, as SIPA, our European industry is fighting to make a professional pest manager professional because he um, is respected like a doctor or like a nurse, but we're currently not. So the European Association is working for it because they fear that a professional can only be viewed as a professional because he's able to use chemicals. Whereas we want to move to a certain point in the future where a professional is a professional and he can use chemicals. Um, and so maybe the, that, that's going to be a trend to uh, work with um, the IPM principles again for good more effectively and use alternatives a lot more than um, chemicals if we can. Um, because IPM is a huge trend also within our European uh, Federation and we've all signed a paper um, as a memorandum of understanding for IPM. So probably being greener, having more humane certified traps um, and with obviously all digital helpers uh, in future, we will not only have rodent traps that can be controlled, we will have cockroach and ant traps and flying insect traps and all of this in a very small device um, that's taking pictures every day at least or in a second. And we're going to have um, algorithms and artificial intelligence, which we already have and are working on, that um, assimilate the data and recognize whether there is something in it or not. Because now a pest controller has to drive to station 214, open up the station. Yes, it's a mouse. No, it's not a mouse. And with obviously a camera, you can say from your smart hub in Berlin City, I don't know where, in Buenos Aires even, you can sit there, open up your um, dashboard and you can see you have a cockroach at supermarket, at the supermarket A, you have a Oriental or German cockroach or you have a, I don't know, Rattus Rattus or Rattus Norvegicus in a rat box. And that's gonna be a digital surveillance in every pest 
um, type that we have in every box 24 seven. And this also helps again to reduce the amount of toxins being used. Um, so to, to sum up more digital products that are going to be better in the end, you know, we are the pest control industry is not Apple or Google. So limited budget, it's taking longer, but uh, there's going to be the iPhone, uh, probably a camera in, in pest control as well. Humaneness, you know, certified traps for sure. And more and more monitoring and IPM. I think that's the clear trend. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Knock on wood. Okay. <laughs> So question right back at you. Um, first of all, maybe a reaction. Do you agree? Do you think that could be could be true? No, no, that's that's fine. And I think, yeah, th this might help us again uh, to improve. Yeah. Um, in the road and think, yeah, I think we, we are already quite good. But as you said, cockroach and so on. Yeah, this is much more on a monthly basis where you do checks and so on. Um, and that could help yeah if you get quicker information that's always the point yeah. as soon as you have information you can react and you can take measurements against it and that, that's the important point and cockroaches uh, are quite delicate because they're very fast Oh, yeah. uh, and they are, we know that they are more or less, you can say always carrying pathogens and that's, oh, nice. that's the point they so, right back at you what's going to be the trend for AIB what is the future for AIB where do you see the standard in 5 to 10 years what are the going to, going to be big impacts especially in pest control <laughs> oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good question but I think um, yeah it's going in the same direction uh, from a general perspective to, to still to work on this subject pest control as a, as a, a core part of the standard uh, I assume um, I'm not working on the update of the standard uh, that's that's in the pipeline, but yeah, I I would doubt that uh, my colleagues uh, would remove the chapter because it's not important anymore. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's really an important point, and it's part of our philosophy and culture we have, and yeah, improve these systems and uh, to adapt that to to new requirements, legal requirements to new trends um, and also pressure from NGOs to say, yeah, you need to go more to non-tox uh, products. So, uh, but always keeping in mind to control the pest level to, to ensure the safe food. I think that's, that's the baseline we have and um, all around can be done in different ways, but this is, this is the prerequisite part what's non-negotiable couldn't agree more um i think that's a perfect ending to an again very very uh fun interview i gotta admit so thomas hey it's, it's been loads of fun we've almost spent uh 50 minutes roundabout yeah. for the interview so thank you so much again. you're welcome it was a pleasure <laughs> for me also to to take that opportunity uh to present a bit ab and just to, to, to speak about yeah the life of an auditor. <laughs> the life of an auditor. Sounds like a book you need to write someday. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you could do that. Uh, I think you could, yeah. We should open up an episode, speak about just the fun stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, anyways, um, what I wanted to say in behalf of, um, you know, our industry, our company, uh, just thank you for doing what you do because... I don't know if you recognize how much you actually do influence our industry to a better. Sometimes it's like, you know, 
putting your finger into a spot that, that hurts a little bit, but uh, it makes us better. So um, everybody I talk about in our industry, I highly respect AIB, everybody in our industry thinks uh, a lot of the good things happening in our industry are also partially because of you and other standards that help us to get better in the pest control industry. Because you know yourself, if you're in a comfy spot, um, you don't change anything. And change is always yeah, very... Um, yeah, stressful sometimes so uh, people avoid it but um yeah you pushed us uh, so on behalf of our industry thanks IRB for existing you rock <laughs> thanks for welcome good to hear that yeah